0: Turn to Romans twelve if you have your Bible, and that's where we're going to be for most of today. Um, there's also a lot of it is already written out for you. All right, so, oops. all right, living with those who create conflict. We talked about conflict. We have talked about um, relationships, and all of us uh, deal with conflict. This is something introduction from last week, and I really wish I had written this out back on your sheet. Uh, but you might want to take note of this. We like relationships, but sometimes relationships can have conflict, and sometimes we're forced to live with those who generate conflict into our lives. Have you ever been with somebody like this, who causes great conflict? There's just there's just no way around it. Like you're with this person, and they cause um, conflict. So what is conflict? I like this uh, definition. A conflict is anything that comes between two people that needs to be dealt with properly for the relationship to go forward. Okay, So that's what conflict is. It can be anything that comes between two people. It can be stupid. It can be the stupidest thing. I have heard arguments and conflict over the stupidest stuff you would not believe. It could be a serious thing. It could be a matter of, of, of a, a really serious issue. So, But in order to go forward, what has to happen? What do you have to do? You have to deal with it. Right? You have to deal with it properly. If you don't deal with it properly, the relationship cannot move forward. Um, it only takes one person to cause a conflict, but when that conflict is happening, it's, it's both people's fault. Um, Let me put this down here. Uh, I think I have that. When people have conflict, sometimes they will spend all their energy fighting the person with whom they're having the issue and never deal with one themselves or the actual problem. This comes from the source... Uh, this thinking comes from the source, I'm right, she's wrong, she must change. So I made it, last time I made it an illustration of, let's just say you have a person and you have a conflict and you have another person, this happened to be, a, you know, has hair. Uh, and the conflict is in between them. And what happens sometimes is she attacks him and he attacks her, you know, rather than dealing with the actual problem that is between them that's causing the problem, right? And so that's what conflict is. Conflict is this relationship has to, you have to resolve that if your relationship is going to move forward. Have you ever been in a relationship before? Maybe it was a romantic relationship. Maybe it was just like a parent-child relationship. Maybe it was brother, sister. Who knows? Where no matter how far you uh, you got into something, you, you continually, somebody kept bringing up the same problem over and over. And remember when such and such happened? Remember, okay? That is because it was not dealt with properly. So it couldn't move forward. Um... So we talked last week um, uh, that we dealt with the first uh, section here uh, up to chapter, up to verse si- uh, 7, no, 16. We're going to start with verse 17 and talk about overcoming evil with good is the uh, is the title we have here. Overcoming evil with good. Let me ask you a question. The, I, or let me just put it this way. This is, I think, the hardest part about being a Christian in the sense that living like a Christian is directly at odds with the way the world thinks. I'm going to put up a few catchphrases or slogans or things you've heard, things you might have even said, and I want you to think, um, what is the basis behind these thoughts? What is the thinking behind these thoughts that are going to be on the board, okay? And I think I might even have them in front of you. One is, um, fight fire with fire, no justice, no peace, they pull a knife, you pull a gun. You ever heard that before? That's from a movie. But it gets quoted. I've heard politicians quote that before. Or they say something like, well, they bring a knife to the fight, you bring a gun, or something mm-hmm. like that. What is the what is the thinking behind statements like, now this is they say this all the time in the streets. No justice they chant it, no justice, no peace, no justice. Okay. Uh, what about what about this? Fight fire with fire. What kind of mindset does that come from? You know what that means? Have you ever heard somebody say that? I'm gonna fight fire with fire. What 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 mindset does that come from? The yes, the world. But what, what is, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean. It's like a Angry. Eng, okay, so if whatever you bring at me, okay, it's just, it's just, it doesn't matter what methods I have to use. If it's a personal offense against me, I'm going to come right back at you. You steal from me, I'm going to steal from you. You take something I like, I'm going to take something you like. It's like a mafia mindset, Right? And uh, fight fire with fire. You know, the, there's there's no difference between you and the person who's offending you. Um, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get back vengeance. Yeah. How about this one? No, ju- I've heard this a lot. No justice, no peace. What do you think about that? It's a tricky one. No understanding. Okay. Like if there's not justice for like one person, mm-hmm. there's not peace for anyone. Is it kind of like the other mindset? Right. Or it might not be. In, in most of those situations, it's not really true. Okay. You know, not, so like a, there's a problem. sense in which there's a sense in which it, it can be right where you're saying if if somebody is not getting justice, then none of us then it's none, there's no peace. The problem is is that what's often used as as an excuse for causing no peace. So they say because you didn't give me what I want. And justice for this person, we're going to cause problems, and this happens all over the country. You see it all over the country on TV, and and it comes from a mindset of I have a right to cause problems, to cause mayhem, to cause destruction because someone else was hurt. Now the question you have to ask yourself is is that is that a right thought? Is that a is that a God honoring thought that I have the, because someone else was hurt? Even in, unrighteously so. Let's say let's say somebody was was uh, really really terribly uh, picked on, terribly maybe even murdered or or whatever. Is it is it your right to then say, Okay, because this happened, I am going to wreak havoc? You know. They ask okay, they pull a knife, you pull a gun. How about that one? I think they're all saying That's another way of saying, this is same, the same idea, but that's a little bit different. That's like saying, don't be underprepared. <laughs> don't bring a knife to a gunfight. It's like saying, if there's a gunfight and you show up with a knife, you're in trouble. You're foolish. This is this is from, I forget what movie this is from. I think it's, oh, I, I don't remember. Um, but the, the mindset on this is, is that you one-up them. So if, it's, if they bring a knife, you, you bring a gun. And it's, the, again, the idea of, it's almost fight fire with fire, but... Fight fire with a firefighter, uh, with a flamethrower. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like take it to the next level. These are, we have to be careful because some of these thoughts we can allow to creep into our mind when someone's, uh, when someone's being mean to you, when, when you're having a conflict with somebody. Remember, we went back to our picture of the conflict. And when somebody's being, uh, has wronged you, and your thought is, well, she never gives me any peace. I'm going to make her life miserable. You're, you're doing this you're doing this okay so um here's what we're gonna do we're gonna split you right down the middle and you ladies and cody and drew and (laughs) y'all take uh uh discuss these verses with the following questions in mind and we have the two groups we have one uh 17 and 18 then we have 19 and 20 and i'll cover 21 um What am I being asked to do? What are the rules for the relationship we find in these verses? So what am I being asked to do? This shouldn't take more than five minutes. Is a reason given for why I should do this? So look for a reason. And uh, why might living this out be hard to do? Okay, what obstacles stand in the way of obedience? Does that make sense? Okay, so quickly just try to come up with those three rules. Maybe we've got five minutes or so, maybe ten minutes. Max, and, uh, and then we'll discuss because I think this will really start to come alive once you see that. So you can get chairs and group up. You can do whatever you want. But you need to uh, just pick a leader so you have somebody to talk for you for your group. Let's start with the first group here. Can you read your verse? Who wants to read that for us? All right. Be at peace with all of Very good. What did you come up with um, as far as go, as far as your discussion about what are you being asked to do, etc.? So what we're being asked to do is uh, forgive others and live at peace as much as we can with others. So forgive. Um, it, it doesn't use the word forgive, but it says uh, never pay back, right? So don't seek them. So the idea is, I mean, forgiveness, I think, is definitely part of the process. Um, but he's kind of correcting something that is our temptation. Somebody does something bad to me, punch him back. Okay, vengeance. Take taking back evil for evil. How often, um, or when are you allowed to do uh, evil for evil? When are you allowed to kind of take vengeance for yourself? When it be under your, your life is that at stake. Okay. You have no choice? Vengeance, though. It's like when you've been wronged and you're... You're getting back at somebody. Not, that's not really vengeance. It might be self-defense, but how about like vengeance? So when are you allowed to do that? <laughs> Trick question. <laughs> Never pay back evil for evil to, like, to anyone. It's like, it's like he said, okay, what's oh, the best way I can say this about every situation? Never do it to anybody. Yeah. So we're not talking about self-defense. Yeah. It's right. That's not vengeance. You're not hateful towards them. If someone were to try to, i to, try to, I might be hateful afterwards, but in the moment, if somebody's trying to hit me or, or punch me or shoot me or something, I'm in a self-preservation mode. And my goal, if I end up uh, hurting that person and um, or run or whatever, let's say, let's say I'm, I happen to be carrying my weapon at the time and, and I, I end up having to kill the person, God forbid, then I'm not thinking hatred towards that person when that happens. I'm thinking of preserving my life in defense. That's not the same thing. Now, what happened is if they punched me, and then I stew about it for a week, and I'm like, I'm going to go get them back. I don't know where they live. I'm going to go up to their house, and when they're walking out of the front door, I jump out from behind the bushes and pop! But technically, if they punch you, and then you bring out a gun and shoot them, won't you be involved? Because you- yeah, well, that's, that's... Oh, I hope I would never do that. That's, that's pretty extreme. I'm talking about like self-defense. Talking about fear of life. So somebody... You know you know what I mean? Like if somebody's running at you with a knife. You're not gonna say go ahead, stab me. That, that that's a very different situation. The idea here is if someone has already done evil to you. Okay. okay, not that they're about to do evil to you, but they've already done it. And do. Yeah, and so what do you do? You pay back. And this isn't yeah, this isn't talking about like self-defense. There are verses in the Bible all about <laughs> protect, protecting your family, protecting yourself, etc. But um we are going to talk about what evil is, because that, that does play in. So what is evil? Good question. Uh, what else are we supposed to do, Cody? Um, Good question. There's a reason given for why we should do this. Okay. Just, it's how God loves us. Okay. What's the reason? What's the reason? Um, grace. Yeah, we should show grace to others, because we've been... God has shown grace to us. Uh, really, the reasons we picked up more a little bit later, you, I, you had a little stretch a little bit on that one. Um, that, that didn't really give you a whole lot to work with for that question. What about the next question? Why might living in the South be hard to do? Um, think about, about it. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't like, somebody does something bad to us, we, we don't like it. It's not, it's not fun. It, it, some people think about, like, if someone was mean to you, like, I bet you, you remember somebody in elementary school who was mean to you and you remember that person you remember their face and um and it's still i mean there was a time when i i was actually very mean to this girl in like the third grade and um me and a bunch of other guys i don't know why there was nothing about her that was ugly or mean or whatever but for some reason the guys in our class just picked on this girl her name was nikki we just picked on her and i remember oh oh yeah and we picked on her nonstop, and it was like and she was a good sport about it but uh I felt guilty about that for years, and I finally saw her years later, and I apologized to her. I said, Nikki, you probably don't remember this. I said, but me and a bunch of the guys were real jerks. I have no idea why. I hope it hasn't cost you. Like, I had this horrible feeling that because of me, she's, like, (laughs) going to be, like, a terror. Like, she's gone through all this trauma, and and she she thanked me, but she said it really had, you know, she didn't really bother her. But still, you remember this stuff. It bothers you. And so don't ever, I mean... Don't let that fester. Yeah. Um, When you asked, is there a reason why we should respond this way? Um, We did talk about how that's how God shows us love. Oh, yes. Um, And we should love others the way God loves us. With mercy, right? Right. Um, Mm -hmm. Mercy is, or, uh, yeah, mercy is not giving you something you deserve or is withholding uh, wrath Withholding anger, God shows that routinely. Uh, think about all the times you've been bad and God hasn't struck you dead. You know, and the fact that he's been merciful with you and he has allowed you to, sometimes for years, to run away from him and he has been calling you and then eventually maybe you come back to him. Um, yeah, those are all very good. Any other comments you want to make about this? Yeah. I think it's hard to live and page with everybody because not everyone Oh, Good to point. Then get there. Notice what he says. Uh, if possible, notice the sentences here. uh, the, the 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 phrases, the clauses here. If possible, so far as it depends on you, okay, be at peace with all men. So what's in this is the idea that you know what? It's not always possible to be at peace with everybody. It's just not. Some people, you will have conflict, and your relationship cannot go forward. But. As much as it depends on you, if you're the reason the relationship is not going forward, you've got to work on it. You've got to repent, and you've got to be obedient to God. But sometimes, guess what? You're doing everything you can, and this person just will not deal with, right? And you just have to say, God bless you. We've got to go different ways. Yeah? So basically you're saying you always have to be a bigger person, and you nothing wrong. Exactly. Sometimes you have done nothing wrong. The other person has done stuff wrong. And as much as it depends on you, be at peace with them. But you know what? Sometimes you can't uh, because uh, they refuse to change. They're causing problems. Let's say, uh, I, I've used this before, but I, I met with a guy who was a 20-something-year-old, 22-year-old maybe, and we met, and he was um, having lots of anxiety issues. We started talking. this a different guy than the one I mentioned earlier. This is a while ago. None of y'all know him. And um, his brother, or he, I was trying to talk to him, about. he's like, yeah, my brother... Um, was, was making counterfeit money and they were selling drugs out of our house. So I had to move. I was like, no wonder you have anxiety. Like, can you imagine living in a house where not only are they selling drugs out of the house, but they're making counterfeit money in the house. And like the, the, the pressure of, I could get caught. Like, I could have police at my door any minute. That was huge on him. And um, he could not live at peace with his brother. He talked to his brother about, "I really don't need to be doing this. This is bad. His brother didn't want anything to do with him. At that point, do you say, well, I'm going to be the bigger person and just stay here and hopefully my good testimony will be No, you get out because you've done everything you could. You have done as much as possible so far as it depends on you. So you did what you had to do. He didn't do what he had to do or he was supposed to do. So you couldn't be at peace with him. So it's not possible for every person to get along with you perfectly. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, that's great. Keep asking. That's fine. Is it your job, because I feel like sometimes it's my job, to go out of my way for my friend or my or my sister, somebody that has a problem, and I try to, like, mediate? Is that okay, or will it backfire? Um, it, it's a great... It's that's a hard question. Okay, sometimes it's great. It's a perfect thing to do. I think that comes from a place of love, normally. So you're saying, like, two people are arguing, and you're trying to insert yourself and help. A lot of times, an outside voice, and that actually... I want you to see, oh here it is. This phrase right here, which you y'all, y'all don't really get to as much, because, um, see this right here, respect what is right in the sight of all men. What this is saying is, is that you as a mediator can see both sides and often can present information that helps people reconcile. Mm. So as someone, if you remember, if we had our little illustration here, if you find yourself on either side here, Let's say, let's say this is you and this is your friend and you have this big problem between you and you're fighting, you're fighting, you're fighting. And so you bring a third party along and the third party says, you're wrong in this area and you're wrong in this area. You've got to be willing to listen. And that's what it means, respect what is right in the sight of all men. You get other people involved in the situation because when just person A and person B are involved, it's very easy to just see your side of the story and think you're doing everything right, and they're doing everything wrong. Have you ever done that before? I know I have. And somebody else comes in and asks a question. So tell me, they ask. When you say such and such, do you mean this or this? And you're like, I meant that. And they say, oh, I thought you meant the other thing. And all of a sudden, you start talking it out. And if you respect what's right in the sight of all men, that's you come to an agreement amongst yourselves that helps. Okay? This is a huge... This is kind of, there's a lot packed in these verses. Okay, so never pay back evil for evil. You perceive someone has done evil against you. It doesn't matter how evil it was. Your goal should be to forgive them. Never pay back evil. If you can't forgive, if they won't be restored to you in a relationship, like if you can't move forward, well, it's not possible to live at peace with everyone. Let me explain why this is so important. There are people who've done horrible things in the world, and it's amazing to see how people forgive them. I think about that Charleston shooter, you know? Here's a guy who had hatred in his heart, walked into a church and killed people, Who's was a racist. Now, those people in that church forgave that boy. But I don't think they're in any way going to live at peace with him. Because, it, because of him, not because of them. They had their hearts open to forgiveness to him. They said, they, we forgive you. But you know what he was doing? He said, I hate you. So you can't live at peace with that person because they've done everything. They were examples of this Christian verse. They said... I'm going to, as much as it depends on me, I'm going to live at peace with everyone. And this guy is not one of those people because he's not living at peace with me. Does that make sense? A lot of times people have unresolved issues in childhood or things. Sure. And that just, it's like a tree in the, the root. Yeah. Yeah, so what people actually present to you as is their issue isn't always the real issue. Let's keep. Um, let me show you some of the things I, I wrote down here. Um, the first rule is never pay back evil for evil. I'll say when they treat you with evil, you must never respond this way. Some of the stuff you've already kind of figured out. But um, the Bible's way to handle a situation, respect what is right in the sight of all. This means you need to get others involved. This is what I was telling you just a minute ago. Get others involved and be willing to take their input without getting defensive. Respect the opinion of other people. Respect what is right in the sight of all. That's hard to do Sometimes. It really is. When you're in the middle of a conflict and somebody else inserts themselves in the in situation, it's hard to be like, oh, you have a point there. Maybe I am being selfish. It's to be like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> Second rule from this is if it's possible, as much as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. This rules out, here's what it rules out causing trouble for the sake of causing trouble. You know anybody like this? Are you like this? You like to just cause trouble? You're, you're mayhem, that guy from Allstate? You haven't seen that on TV in a while. Arguing for the sake of arguing. You know people like this? KL, you, you know people like this? <laughs> okay. I'm sure she I'm sure you love her, right? Um, cutting others down out of the pleasure it gives you. Boy, that okay, so sometimes people like to cut others down. You know what I mean by that, right? Yeah. Like just you enjoy like. Bike. I mean, I like doing that sometimes, but like, it's just like, hmm, it's an ego thing. Man. It, it can be, it I can be, like it out of bike, you know okay, mean? but, but, but no. if you're going to, if you're going I, to I, live I, at I, peace I, with everyone as much as possible, as much as it depends on you, you shouldn't be, I have that, at least I that I have there you go, good, that's, hey, that's the first step, that's the, that's the first like step, yeah. um, okay, so here's the last one. Allowing conflicts to continue to exist in conflict. That should be, I'm sorry, that should be allowing relationships to exist in conflict. That's not, that's not correct. Allowing relationships to exist. Um, so if you're, if you're okay with there being conflict and it just being there, the Bible says that's not okay. There's other verses talking about that we're not supposed to let the sun go down on our wrath in, other, in Ephesians 4. In other words, you're not supposed to let a day go by a full day, go to bed at night with unresolved conflict. Um, I think I have, yeah, a whole section here from Matthew chapter 5. Turn there if you have your Bible. If you don't, I have it up here on the screen. Here's a story Jesus tells. He says, you have heard the ancients were told you should not commit murder, and whoever commits murder shall be liable to the court. But I say to you that everyone who is, what? Angry. Everyone who is angry with his brother shall be guilty before the court, and whoever says to his brother, you good for nothing shall be guilty before the Supreme Court, and whoever says you fool shall be guilty enough to go into the fiery hell. What he's saying in this passage is it's not just what you do, it's also how you think. If you murder somebody, obviously you committed a crime. But Jesus is saying in God's perspective, by thinking hateful thoughts, you have committed sin. Because in this time, these people would say, well, you can think all the mean thoughts you want as long as you don't do anything about it. They said the same thing about lust and about sex. They said, well, you can think all the dirty thoughts you want about women, but as long as you don't actually have sex with that woman, you haven't done anything wrong. Jesus says, uh uh-huh. uh If you've done, if you, if you thought these sinful thoughts, you've committed sin. So then, this, look at this verse. This is what I want to focus on now. Therefore, if you are presenting your offering at the altar. So get the picture. Where are they? At the altar, which is like in know what kind of setting? At the mall. No, church, good. So they're at like a church. They're at their worship. Alright? And there remember that your brother has something against you. So you remember, you remember something. You remember your brother, your 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 uh Christian brother, not your maybe your physical brother. But you're sitting there, you're getting ready to give your offering, and all of a sudden you remember, oh yeah. My brother and I have a problem. We have conflict. What are you supposed to do? Leave your offering. Leave what? Leave your offering and go. First do what? What's the primary responsibility? Be reconciled to your brother and then come and present your offering. Okay. What's more important, worshiping God or being in right relationship with your friends? The priority, because you, you can't worship God... If, you don't, if your relationship with your friends is wrong. It hinders, it, hinders your it hinders your relationship with God. If Kevin and I have problems, if we we're in a fight, and we've been fighting for a long time, my relationship with God is not what it needs to be. Is that all you're saying, yeah. when you know, have unforgiveness in your heart, like it's hard to, um, for God to listen Yeah. If you regard, the Bible says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. If I hold on to sin, refuse to confess it, God won't listen. Same thing here. If I have conflict going on, God is more interested that I deal with my conflict than I actually present an offering. The thing, that's significant. God's saying, that's how much I care about your relationships with other people. I care this much. That, look, don't even worship me unless your relationships are what, the, what they need to be. Then he gives an interesting story here. He says, make friends quickly with your opponent at law while you are with him on the way so that your opponent may not hand you over to the judge judge to the officer, you'll be thrown into prison. Truly, I say to you, you will not come out of there until you have paid the last cent. You can study this on your own, but basically this is an illustration of what will happen to you if you allow bitterness to take hold. If you don't deal with bitterness quickly, he describes it like you're, you have a dispute with somebody, like a lawsuit with somebody. You're on, you're on your way to the court. You're walking together and um, you decide to settle it then. That's good. If you don't settle it then, you have to go to court. If you go to court, then it gets worse and worse and pretty much you're thrown into jail. He's like, settle your debts early. Same thing if you have conflict. Settle them early. If you drag it out, it gets worse and worse and worse. And until it gets to be like, oh, I can't believe, you know, if, if I bring this up now, it's just going to be ridiculous. Okay, let's, let's keep going because I want to get this. Um, um, lastly, you might not be able to live at peace with everyone. We talked about this. Harmony will not be possible. Only do not let this be your problem. Okay, second group. What do you have? Give me some feedback here. No, that's Okay. Let God take revenge for you. Okay? What else? Alright. Good. What's the... Yeah. Like, we about last week, kill them yeah, kill them with kindness. What's the, uh, what's the reason? I said, like, the reason why um, God needs to take vengeance and not you. Because I feel like if you do it, if you do it, you feel like a little joy at the moment. You won't feel good about it. Oh, uh, yeah. And then you do it. And honestly, for me, like I don't get no satisfaction for what little I did to them. If I would have let God do it, then it would have been probably done in a more... Perfect. Perfect. In a per- perfect Yeah. We like justice, don't we? Yes. ...encourage them to get that sin out of their head, mm-hmm. or going, like, if you treat them with kindness so many times,
1: eventually they'll kind
0: of realize, like, yep. okay, yeah, maybe this person's treating them with so much kindness I've been so cool to them, it's, it'll help kind of knock that out of their head. It diffuses the situation dramatically. I heard uh, a story someone told about this husband and wife who fought constantly, fought, fought, fought. fought. I mean, they couldn't go a day without fighting. And um, this guy, they were, they were tight on money. He bought a car... Um, he bought the car uh, at a really discounted rate because he really needed, you know, he didn't ask his wife any. And that was one of the things that they always thought about was he would do things without asking her. He bought it without asking her and the car broke down. And so he was ticked off. It was in, he was in the north and it was in the middle of winter. He didn't have a garage and he was trying to fix this car. He's under his car and he just, and his wife, he just knows that she's going to just tear him apart because of this. He's out under the car freezing, trying to fix this part. And he hears the door slam and she comes out and he's just thinking, he, and this is actually this couple had actually fought like physically they were both big, like this woman was enormous, and this guy was pretty big too, and they would actually go to fist fights and he and the guy who got who told me this story he said they would come into his office and he didn 't know like like he never knew if they got in a fight who was going to win like because this guy was shorter and st- and stout this this woman was big, and they would fight each other literally and so this guy was was under his car he 's fixing the part and he's so and he hears her and he knows what 's going to happen, so he He's on one of those rolling things, and he pulls out from the car, and he has his fist ready to go to fight, and she's holding a cup of coffee. And she says, I know it's cold, and I figured you could use this. Now, what does that do to that situation? It blows mind. It blows your mind. But it diffuses it. You, 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 don't, you don't throw vengeance. You, don't, you overcome evil with good. You get rid of that bitterness. Yeah, you get rid of the bitterness, and, you, and you, it takes something to do something for somebody. It takes something extra. Um, why do you think God tells us not to deliver justice on our own terms? Here's a fill in the blank, because we don't know one, this is what you're saying, when to dispense justice, So we don't know when mercy's done, when it's time to dispense justice, and when to dispense mercy. And two, we'll never get the level of intensity right. Right? Intensity. We'll never like like what really makes you mad and what you would, if you were God, and you would judge people for stuff. What you would judge people for is not what God judges people for, necessarily. God is very patient sometimes. We're like, God, why don't you deal with this? Don't you? I mean, I pray that sometimes. I'm like, see, injustice in the world. I'm like, I get upset. I think, why is there not? Well, you know what? God is being patient when I am being impatient. And sometimes God will judge things, and I'm like, whoa, that seemed kind of harsh. Well, God knows. You're not God. That's a good thing. So leave place, never take your own vengeance, beloved, but leave room for the wrath of God. Let God have that space. And he quotes the scripture, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Rather than hitting back, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will keep burning coals on his head. In other words, you'll make him flustered. He won't know what to do. It's an image of uh, burning coals. So what qualifies as evil? We're going to quickly finish this out. What qualifies as evil? Overcome evil with good. Verse twenty-one. Verse twenty-one says, "Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good." I said anything opposed to the nature of command of God. And I have this verse from Genesis thirty-nine, where actually Joseph is in uh, his master's home. Joseph is in the Old Testament. He's a, he's he's in a faraway land. He's in Egypt. He's a slave, and his master's wife looked at him with him with desires. See, see, Potiphar was probably a eunuch, which means he was he was mutilated in his uh, in his organs, and so they weren't. Uh, She saw Joseph, and she saw him, and she thought, here's a guy I can have. He was a good-looking guy. He was young. She was powerful. And she says, lie with me. Most men would, if a woman's throwing themselves at at them, uh, they, they they can't say no. But he refused and said to his master's wife, look, behold, with me here, my master does not concern himself with anything in the house and he has put all that he owns in my charge. There is nothing greater in the house than I and he has told nothing from me except you because you are his wife. How then could I do this great? Evil. Evil. So even like, in this case, premarital sex, having, having or adultery, having sex with someone outside of marriage, Joseph identifies as evil. Anything opposed to the nature of commands of God is evil. Not just, not just Hitler. Okay? Not just... Um, uh, oh, so overcoming evil. You overcome evil how? With good. And what might this look like in relationships known by their turmoil? I kind of mentioned that earlier just with that picture or that story I gave you. One last thing. What happens if you don't overcome evil with good? I'm sorry, I was really distracted. That's okay. We had a lot of people there. What happens in verse 21? Verse what happens if you don't overcome evil with good? What does it say? You commit sin in a greater evil. Okay, you commit sin. Ha. Read, read the verse. Somebody read that verse for me. Read the last verse. Verse twenty-one. Anybody have it on their sheet? You would be you. Yeah. If you don't take steps towards overcoming evil with good, then you'll find that you yourself will be overcome with evil. That is, evil will overwhelm you. The very thing you seek to fight will actually overcome you so it's this you don't fight fire with fire because if you do that you're going to get burned remember we started with that phrase fight fire with fire you can't do that because he says be not overcome with evil overcome evil with good in your relationships this is going to be one of the hardest things you ever have to do is when there's conflict when there's this kind of thing is to actually deal with people in a way that's honoring to God now we went a couple minutes over but are there any questions does that kind of make sense Yes. I had a question sure. goes back to what you were saying. Is there uh is there when you were talking about resolving conflict, were you talking about with spiritual brothers and sisters or people of the world? Or is there two different ways you do that? You're talking about uh kind oh, <laughs> You're talking about this passage here when he talks about yeah. or are you talking about the well, um general, it really has to do with anybody. So would your spiritual brother and sister deal with it differently than somebody of the world. Ideally. Ideally. But I'll, I'll be honest with you. Sometimes when I deal with Christians. They're just as angry. Now what you do have. Your benefit is the Holy Spirit convicting them in their heart. And so you can, you can show them the word and say hey. You're supposed to be. Dealing with this a different way. You're supposed to be forgiving. Bring somebody in. Have them show them the word of God. Uh, that's hard to do with unsaved. Or people who, you know, people who don't know Jesus. very hard to do that. But uh, the principle is still the same. Because uh, these principles work regardless if you're a Christian or not. The idea of, but, but uh, they don't have any power if you're not a Christian. You know, but as a Christian, you, you should understand this because you've been forgiven so much. You should be able to forgive others. Um, I think this is the, uh, let me go back here to that verse right here. I, th- I think that applies to anybody. Think about one, one more thing. Uh, if you know your New Testament uh, history in the book of Acts, Paul and Barnabas had a conflict, didn't they? They had a conflict because they disagreed over John Mark. John Mark had abandoned them in an earlier ministry, and Barnabas wanted to take John Mark again, and Paul said, no way. He's a loser. He gave up last time. I don't want anything to do with this kid. I don't want to depend on John Mark and him leave us again. Barnabas said, let's give him another chance. Paul said, not a chance. So Paul went one way, and Barnabas went another way. God accomplished double. God accomplished double he had two teams now instead of one. Who wrote this? Wait. Paul. Of course, under the inspiration of God, but hes he knows what this is. This is later in his ministry. I think he's learned this. All right, any other uh, questions or thoughts? Thanks for your good attention and your participation. I hope this has been helpful to you. I think next week is special week. We have Jeremy Smith coming. I'm going to be again out of town. Uh, Jeremy's coming to do a special lesson on walking in the spirit. I hope you're all able to come. He's a pretty nice guy. And then uh, I think next week is spring break. Yeah, in two weeks, right? Yeah. Isn't that amazing? No, I have spring break next week. Well, good for you. No, it's not. All right. Have a great night. Grab some snacks on your way out.